we have these crossroads. And you know, either way you choose, your life is going to be different. The universe doesn't exist, but God thinks it does. We have to stop consuming our culture. We have to create culture. Stupidity has a definite evolutionary function. I am all for abolishing stupidity, but before it goes, we should pay tribute to it. Hello and welcome to the Nonsense Bazaar. We're your hosts. I'm Willow Truman. I'm Sequoia Kennedy. And we've got a big load of bullshit for you folks today. How big a load? A large load. A large load. Um, you see, I've recently become aware of pulsations from the star system of Taurus. <laughs> oh yeah? Yes. These pulsations, they they dance upon the strands of the cosmic web. Whispers of an ascension, of a transition into an existence of a higher vibrational state. The fifth dimension, as Earthlings call it. It's a big load of bullshit. Oh, yes. This dimension, it is a realm beyond the physical limitations of your current perception. A place where love and unity consciousness flourish, unencumbered by the constraints of lower dimensional existences. You're right. That is beyond my current comprehension. It is a state of being where profound transformation and enlightenment are not goals, but the very essence of, of existence. We can take you there today. I'm not. You will. Oh, you're going. I'm not going. You're going. I'm going to take you through a practice. I'm going to make you shimmer. We're going to shimmer today. Well, that sounds kind of nice. Yeah. I'm down to shimmer. So today we're learning about David K. Miller's Group of 40 project. The Group of 40 is an international meditation group dedicated to personal and planetary healing. Oh. They use a variety of special techniques. One is called biorelativity. Oh. They use this to communicate with Mother Earth, and they utilize group consciousness through group meditation to help restore Earth's feedback loop system so that, you know, hmm. ascend to the fifth dimension. Also, every individual has their own feedback loop system, too, so start restoring yours if you know what's good for you. Well, yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting. I'm reading a whole bunch of books on cybernetics right now. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Who's the director and founder of Group of 40? David K. Miller. Yes, uh, a balding, white-haired, older gentleman with glasses and beaver teeth yeah. named David K. Miller. Beaver teeth? Along with his wife, Gudrun. Yeah, you'll, you'll see. Gudrun? Gudrun. Gudrun? Gudrun. That's not a name. I guess it's like a Norse name or something. Mm. I don't know. Okay. David's foundation of knowledge uh, lies in his study and connection to Native American teaching <laughs> and his background in Jewish mysticism. So this was d designed to offend both you and me. Yeah, yeah. So we can both be <laughs> fucking mad at him. Yes. Hell yeah. He first began trans-channeling a Kabbalist rabbi named Nabur on a camping trip at Sublime Point on the north rim of the Grand Canyon in 1991. Or, wait, there's actually a different story in another one of his books saying that his channeling experiences started in 1994 when he connected with a being named Giuliano from the Star Arcturus. Hey, I'm Rabbi Giuliano. Oh, Gi uh, Giuliano's not a rabbi. He's not a rabbi? Ju who knows what Giuliano is? Uh, he's just a good Italian boy. Right? <laughs> Gabagool. Um, in any case, David channels more than 15 guides, including Sananda, Ashtar, I'm good. Archangel Michael, mm. Mary, you know, the classics. Yeah. And thanks to the help of all of these beings, David's been able to compile his channelings and lectures into a variety of books, including the one I've used as a source 
for today's episode. This book is titled Arcturians, How to Heal, Ascend, and Help Planet Earth. Mm. David's other titles include Teachings from the Sacred Triangle, Teachings from the Sacred Triangle 2, and Teachings from the Sacred Triangle No, there's more too. Uh, he, He did one called Raising the Spiritual Light Quotient. And, right. and another simply titled Cup Magic. Well, like the, cu- the cup and ball trick? Cup Magic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you know what's in there? I don't. Oh, fuck. <clears throat> so, in addition to uh, bio-relativity, David introduces readers to some other interesting ideas. There's something called shimmering. Not too unlike the shine, you know, from Stephen King yeah, I, I, I I feel like I've heard, I've seen the word shimmering out in the wild. Yeah basically the shine okay. there's also like thought projection remote healing energy that one's pretty self-explanatory yeah yeah and we've got uh etheric crystals and how they relate to something called new earth meridians as okay. well as the existence of planetary cities of light okay a whole bunch of bullshit a whole bunch of bullshit now is the new earth meridians is that like how greenland's the nose it's kind of like that they have their own mapping system though we'll look at it okay yeah. All right. But before we talk all about all of that and discover what this group of 40 is up to, let's do our tarot poll. Okay. Who are the 40? They want to set up 40 groups of 40 in like 40 country. Like it's... Okay. It's nonsense. Okay. It's nonsense. Gotcha. That little shuffle. We've got the king of pentacles. We've seen him before. We surely have. And there he is again, and we will talk about him and how he relates to this episode at the end. I think we've gotten him twice. I remember but the first one was David Jacobs. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. We yeah. have to refer to our handy chart. So now let's listen to an Arcturian prayer for activating your powers. Before we begin any of this, let's activate our powers. That's how we're going into this? Yeah. Okay. Imala ho mashiana o yahi vayomar tiliamo shilingamakimo. I'm going to kill this man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm activated. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, dude, it's like fucking. That's just that uh, he's he's trying to be an Indian. I know, it's so painful. This sucks. Um, the first concept I want us to explore is absolutely ridiculous, and it's the reason I chose this as my topic because when I I told this to you, you were like, absolutely not, do not cover that, and I'm like, no, that's, okay. that's why we have to. What? Okay. It's called the sacred triangle, <laughs> and the sacred triangle. As described in a lecture given by Giuliano the Arcturian, (laughs) through David's body, of course. Yes. It's a new paradigm in spiritual understanding. It represents the integration of three powerful energies or perspectives here on Earth. The sides of the triangle are aliens, ascended masters, and Native Americans. God damn it. That's... That's the sacred triangle. Haven't you fucking, have you fucking taken enough from them? <laughs> the fuck? Uh, it's so stupid. 
And like I include, I say them and not me, because your boy grew up as a fucking yeah, blue-eyed, tall white guy in fucking rural New England. But like, but you know, God. I okay. So this shit pisses me off. Side one of, of the triangle, the sacred triangle that you know. We, we need to understand all of these paradigms yeah. in order to ascend, right? I understand these paradigms. Side one, galactic <laughs> spirituality. Okay. This refers to spirituality that extends beyond the earth, you know? In this context, beings like Jesus are seen as cosmic figures who visit planets, you know? If you've ever been curious about who the fuck Sananda is... That's the cosmic ascended form of Jesus. Oh, we've met Sananda yeah. before. The name that he took on after his yeah, resurrection yeah. and ascension. You know, yeah. now he's like Space Master Sananda. He's yeah, yeah, like yeah. galactic Jesus. Yeah. The galactic spirituality side of the triangle involves the concept of planets themselves also being like living spiritual entities, like including our Earth, the okay. sun, everything. All of those are yeah. their own entities. I'm, I'm fine with that. Also, um... Archangels exist and like sure. other higher dimensional beings exist. Sure. The Arcturians included. Yeah. Well, yeah. What about, don't worry about the Arcturians. Archangels. Yeah, that's fine. Higher dimensional beings. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. So that's. And it says entities. Yeah, that's fine. All galactic right. spirituality. Gotcha. Side two. All right. The white brotherhood and sisterhood. Yeah. We... It's not racist. <laughs> You're racist for even thinking that. Uh, duh. Yeah. Duh. Because the term white in this context, it obviously symbolizes purity and, and higher energy, which there's nothing racist about that either. Nothing racist about purity for the white brothers and sisters. Yeah. No. God. So basically, even though it sounds super racist, this side of the triangle, when David explains it, he's like, oh, there's this Sanskrit phrase, sarva dharma sambhava, which means that all truths are equal to or harmonious with each other. Okay. So this basically, mm, this is the side of the triangle. I mean, this is the Great White Brotherhood. Yeah. Right? Which like it's the ascended masters. It's saying yeah. that all of the religious traditions they're they're not all the same, but they all have parts that are the same truth. Yeah. There's blah, a blah. There, there's a perennial truth. There's um, what's that? The Prisca Theologia. There's a, there's a perennial religion that each one of these masters of these different traditions was trying to preach the same thing, and it gets lost. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, this side of the triangle is like, yep, there are all these different spiritualities, and they're all valid, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it, this side of the triangle emphasizes that the mystical aspects of, you know, all these different religions share commonalities, which point to... Universal spiritual truth. Very theosophical. Very theos- I mean, it's perennialist. I yeah. Mean, there's there's a, there a lot of. Um, yep. Where do where do you where do you fall on the perennialist thing? Out of curiosity. Um, I I don't I don't ascribe to it. No. I think that there's commonalities between things because how could there not be? Yeah, I mean, you know? like there's recurring themes and motifs, but I don't necessarily think that like Jesus and Horus are the same. Right, or like that, um, you know, say like, f- fucking, I want to be, be careful, because we know that like a lot of religions do come from similar roots, but that like, they're not all like corrupted shards. 
Right. You know what I mean? It doesn't necessarily mean that they're all like, oh, that one definitely took from that one. Sometimes and they all things, end up at the same place yeah. back in Atlantis or something. Right. Yeah. Sometimes things do pop up independently one of one another and just yeah. happen to have similarities. Like that can just be true. To and, and would obviously be true if, because the, like, the way I think is like, on the one hand, and I think this is relevant and important, uh, on one hand, like the idea that if there was, you know, capital T truth than any religion with lower t lowercase t truth in it would you know come from the same source as it as it were but on the other hand if there's capital t truth then you can also approach that if someone could approach that you can also approach that and that's sort of where i fall like the truth truth might be the same mm -hmm. you know but you can approach it over and over and over again there was yeah. no perfect past right you know so yeah yeah. Onto the third side of the triangle. Okay. Native energies. God fuck. The third side of the triangle refers to the spiritual practices and perspectives of indigenous peoples around the world. Okay. But he, you know, basically hits on America because that's where he lives. Yeah. Um, the significance of native energies lies in, of course, their longstanding traditions of prayer and interaction with the Earth's energy because David's all about, like, ecosystem, Earth, the planet, blah. So he's, like, connecting the idea of natives with, like, you know, they're very connected to nature, so therefore they get they get that third slot. This this is what it cultural very, appropriation. Yeah, it feels very tropey, like the, yes. the mystic native. It's bullshit. You know, it's bullshit, and it's the fucking the whole noble fucking savage thing is 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 horseshit, man. Oh and yeah, like, he even has it. He channels Chief White Eagle sometimes. I'll fucking kick his ass. Yeah, there's so there's so much variation between like even the uh, religions of of indigenous native americans right so to just put it all under a blanket and yeah like and this triangle is like the, the hopi are quite different from the fucking pequot yeah like that's those are different fucking people but then again also like the second side of the triangle is about all of these other different religions coming together too so i don't know well then it's just segregationist yeah you know what i mean <laughs> like yeah why don't they get their seat at the white brotherhood and sisterhood set? why are they included in that yeah honestly native religions don't don't get a seat at that table? right it's a different table <laughs> it's a segregated table they get their own side of the yeah. triangle yeah because there's just such special little uh they're 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 like children they're why they see the eye see everything with the beautiful eyes just like children they haven't been jaded by civilization and all this right it feels fucking a, racist cunt yeah you fucking asshole uh God. sorry i'm gonna no, try to stop it. myself from going off i just fucking hate this shit no, now we're gonna take like a hard left turn into uh learning more about biorelativity okay good so imagine if you will the earth not as a spinning ball of water and dirt Okay. But as a colossal sentient being, just hanging out in space, just itching for a spiritual heart to heart, for somebody to connect with it, meditate and reach out to it and say, hey, Earth, what's up? I see you. I yeah. see you. That's the baseline for understanding biorelativity. Gotcha. David writes, Healing Earth means helping to preserve the biosphere for humanity. This also assumes that Earth wants to hold and support humanity. This means that Earth is honored to have humans on her and that Earth wants to work with humankind to hold the special energy that is necessary. The planet can ascend. Yes, you can ascend, and the planet can also ascend. Oh my god, we have to make Earth like us again. We have to make Earth fall in love with us again. 
so that we're we're allowed to stay. Mm. Um, thankfully, there are humans doing the the good work to honor Earth and help with planetary ascension. Yeah, but but thank God for the dolphins and whales who are apparently putting in most of the hard work. I mean, we see what the orcas are up to right now. We do. They're fucking shit They're up. They're doing it. Yeah, that's what he wrote. Anyway, let's learn more about biorelativity from the beaver's mouth. I'm interested to see how close I was with his the voice. Biorelativity no, is close. a system of thinking that is based on the concept that the Earth is a living spirit. And many people have a name for the living spirit of the Earth, and they call this uh, name Gaia. Now, uh, Gaia is a description of uh, the spiritual energy of the Earth. In biorelativity, we believe that we as humanity uh, can interact with the spirit of the earth, then this interaction can change the way the earth is. And a simple way to explain this is that the earth responds. If man is acting to try and be in harmony with nature and be in harmony with the earth, then the earth will respond harmoniously. Okay. Everybody Tell that Timothy Treadwell. Like, that's very nice, David. That's His eyes are too far apart. <laughs> His brain cells are yeah. too far apart. Yeah. No, like, yeah, that's fucking nice and Like, all. that's very nice, but um, so what are you going to do? Get a bunch of pe- 40 people together to think about it really hard? Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Good action plan there. <clears throat> so we have something called the spiritual light quotient which is a measurement to determine how well people understand spiritual concepts. It's kind of oh, like, really? it's like IQ, but it's your LQ, your light quotient. And how do you boost it? Well, you know, you could go to spiritual workshops, go visit some sacred sites, take a little pilgrimage. You could meditate, you could read a book, or you could just team up with some like-minded cosmic comrades and have a conversation with them. That'll boost your LQ. I don't like this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's very important that we begin to not only raise our own LQ, our light quotients, mm-hmm. but that of our cities and our planet. So we have to proselytize. Yeah, it's crucial yeah. that we do this. Right. Because apparently the more we enhance our spiritual understanding, the closer we get to harnessing advanced spiritual wisdom, the closer we get to ascending and saving the planet even. So it's like we have an LQ, but also like your town has an LQ. Your house has a collective LQ based on like the people and energies in it. It's fucked. Uh, I'm just seeing where this can go so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Don't scroll down. I'm not. I haven't. Don't scroll down. Oh, it's going to go so bad. (laughs) It's going to go really bad. Fuck yeah. Okay. (laughs) So how about the shimmering? Right. So essentially shimmering is about accelerating your spiritual energy and light to raise your vibrational frequency. Yes. So that you can enable thought projection. Okay. And spiritual travel beyond the limits of the physical world. Basically, like, you can experience 5D even though your body's still in 3D. That's how you do it. I'm going to take us through a a shimmering exercise. Okay. I mean, it's essentially, what? It's his version of fucking chaos magic's gnosis. Yeah. 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 Is that just what raising your vibration is? 
It's like going into a trance state. Yeah, like gnosis. Like the yeah. the gnosis. Is Basically. it just another word for that? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. okay. Got you. Also, uh, thought projection. It's also pretty self-explanatory. But yeah. This is the ability to direct your spirit to a different level or just a, a location simply okay. through thought. Yeah. Um, just remote view. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's achieved by um, moving through something called a corridor. Okay. It's like a group of 40 term. A corridor is like a gateway or a path to the fifth dimension. Yeah. There are certain places on Earth that are like, you know, more powerful corridors it's than a, others. It's a portal. Right. Yeah. A vortex. You- yes. So planetary healers, members of the group of 40, mm-hmm. have an essential role. They create these corridors that link Earth to higher dimensions. See, that's what we, we got to do. We got to create more corridors to get that fifth dimensional energy down here. Right. Because, you know, they're vital for ascension. Yeah. Oh. You know, if there's not enough corridors, when our dimensions, like, intersect and start to merge, it's going to be messy. There's going to be holes. Like, it's going to be too hard for it to merge. That's why there needs to be enough of these corridors. Wait. What? Is that? Yeah. Oh, I don't even know where to begin with this. Where do, where do I start with this? <laughs> oh, it's so much. But so I I can't ask questions. There's nothing to clarify. This is Go ridiculous. Ahead. Yeah. Okay. Um, we need to we need to burrow through fucking space time for the Earth to ascend. Basically, we have to. Is it are the corridors like open? We're opening a door. For the Earth to ascend, yeah, through raising our vibrations, and obviously, since we're going in five D, it's not like this door can just be like one portal. It's not directional travel, right? Yeah, yeah. It's- okay, so do you want to hear a couple of methods to like sh- create these corridors? Yeah, yeah. What do we got? So obviously, you can just use planetary healers um, okay. to like meditate, trance out, and like create a planetary city of light. We'll get into how to do that, but. The other method involves the use of etheric crystals to open up these corridors, right? Yeah. And in this technique, certain locations on Earth are selected to serve as, like, holders for powerful fifth dimensional energy. Okay. And um, using group energy and, like, a group meditation. Yeah. Arcturian etheric crystals are downloaded into these places. Yes, through through thought projection. Okay. What? So they're just they're like thinking about it, and they're they're putting etheric crystals into that place. They're all thinking about the place, putting a crystal there. But they're not really. These crystals aren't rocks. No, they're just energy. It's just an energy crystal. It's an information lattice. Yes. Okay. So these areas, which now house etheric crystals, become beacons for. Fifth dimensional energy on Earth. Okay. For instance, in 2009, thanks to Group of 40, a new Arcturian etheric crystal was downloaded in Istanbul. Okay. Deemed a a sacred area that would attract lots and lots of 5D energy. Uh, There are now 12 such etheric crystals in various parts of the world. Basically forming um, a planetary tree of life and, and crystal grid that we could work with. All over the all over the planet. Yes. So where where are they located? That's what I'm wondering. Would you like to? It's literally like the Kabbalistic tree of life, except the Arcturian crystal tree of life. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. One, Mount Fuji. Okay. Undifferentiated energy, Metatron. Two, Bodensi. Bodensi? Where is that? I don't know. Germany. Bodensi. Wisdom. Chief White Eagle. Come on. Yeah, Mount Shasta's on there, of course. We got Vulcan Pass. Samakamara. We got Istanbul. We got Cooper Canyon. Sierra de Bocaina. Bocaina. Lago Pueblo. Pueblo? Lago Lago Pueblo. Yeah. Yeah. It's a... Gross Valley. You got White Buffalo Calf Woman. Excellent. Where's where's Gross Valley? I'm, I'm interested in that. Australia. So, hold, hold the fuck up. They didn't give... They put Chief White Eagle in Germany and yeah, the White why, Buffalo why Calf Woman in Australia? Why did they do that? Haven't you fucking taken enough? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I don't understand how they laid out the... um. Like, why is Kwan Yin in Mount Shasta? Why isn't fucking Chief White... You've got places from the... U- from North America on here. Right. Like, put the native in Mount Shasta. At Jesus least. Jesus fucking Christ. At least. But no. 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 So let's, um, let's talk about the planetary cities of light. These are kind of confusing. I'm sure. So, planetary cities of light exist in the fifth dimension. The fifth dimension, there's like... It's basically like a mirror world of our world, right? Except, like, certain... Only... Only the places that have ascended there, okay, like are active, I guess. So, um, certain cities have been activated thanks to all the star seeds that are living in them. So, in the other dimensions, there are these small cities where star seeds that live here, but also live in other dimensions, can go and like visit one another as almost like an interdimensional meeting place. And the star seeds claim. <laughs> That they're creating a special energy boundary of higher light around these cities. They're building a goddamn wall <laughs> around their planetary cities. They're, you can't come in. You cannot ruin the sacredness of the city. Wow. Yeah, this means that only higher unified energy is allowed to come into the city to help it develop. Like, this is a star seeds only club, honey. Yeah. You not get in. This is... Hmm... But, um, sketchier and sketchier. Do you want to get into one of these cities? I no, can, I don't. I, I don't want to, how, but kid. like, I feel like I have to in the spirit of journalism. I got the trick. Okay. Just sit back and relax. Okay. I'm gonna activate you. Okay. I'm gonna take you into five D. Take take me take me into five D. Okay. Close my eyes. Yeah. Let me just get some. Let me just let me just get some uh, some nice music. Yeah. Yeah. Look at the room you're in now. I want you to focus on the center of the room, and I want you to visualize a circle of white light around the room. I am bringing down a corridor of light into the center of the room. I want you to see that a large basket is above this building. It is an etheric spiritual energy basket. I'm bringing the basket down into the room, underneath the whole room. Now the whole room is sitting in the basket. Now, we're going to lift the basket together. Yes, we are lifting the room up into the corridor. 
Very slowly with my help, together, we raise the room up into the corridor and we bring the basket up to a higher platform into a garden that is in the fifth dimension. We can all feel this wonderful fifth dimensional light. The whole room is activated with this beautiful energetic light. <laughs> ah, yes. Great fifth dimensional light is healing the room. Light from fifth dimensional sources is now being downloaded into this beautiful room on the beautiful platform in the fifth dimension. Now, we are going to bring the room down in the basket and back into the third dimension. Very slowly, we drop the basket down the corridor. All the light and energy that we gathered is staying in the room. And the room is back in the third dimension as the basket is now back. The room is now highly activated with fifth dimensional energy and light. People who come into this room will feel it. This will also mean that this room can now help other people who need to receive this kind of energy. Lower vibrational energy will just bounce away. It will not be able to come in to this room. Yeah. But, well, that was weird. It's a weird meditation. It's a weird meditation. So yeah, group of 40s has a, they have a, a bunch of elite members called basket cases that just go around the city at the same time and imagine the entire city being lifted up in an etheric basket. They call themselves basket cases? No, that's my name for them. <laughs> <laughs> they should though. Yeah, they should. <laughs> but yeah, they have to do this periodically to maintain the energetic boundary, but they do do this. Okay. Yeah. What's so when you're- the fucking basket? Why the basket? It's just a good way to lift the things up. Not a bubble? I like a bubble, too. I like a bubble. I guess he went with basket. <laughs> Why a fucking basket? All it's I could so picture comical. was like a wicker a, basket. Yes, me too. Yeah. Like an Easter basket. Yes. Yeah, so when you're first starting out, you just do like your room and then maybe your house, your street, your neighborhood until uh, eventually you can lift up the entire damn town in that basket. But you got to build up to that. Put the whole town in a basket. It's a gigantic fucking basket. Okay. Now I have something remarkable to show you. <laughs> remarkable. Yes. Group of 40 often refers to Earth as the blue jewel. And amazingly, they've created a movie to help spread the word about their mission. Here's yeah. the trailer for it. <laughs> Come on. You matter. Oh my god. What you are matters. It matters now. It mattered before now. It will matter more tomorrow. The love I extend to you is everlasting. You will take it with you where you go, in every moment. Be proud of who you are. We are all given this life at this time within our ancestors. To help one another, to grow and heal together as one. I can tell you that forgiveness is very interesting because what happens is that it unburdens you, the forgiver. So again, you can participate, you can work with us, with the globe in establishing uh, a great network 
of planetary cities of light and this will have a very powerful effect on the blue jewel. This life matters. This moment matters. You matter. The Earth is our mother. It's our true mother. It's our only mother. The Earth provides everything that we need. I am a sentience. Oh my a God. A sentience is that which knows and is, feels, speaks, thinks, cares, and loves all at once. I am the presence, the soul, the spirit, the encodement, the embodiment, and the purpose of this planet you call Earth. Yep. That brings a cosmic consciousness. That's that enough. This is obscene. This is obscene. Yeah. These fucking useless platitudes. I know. It's fucking so meaningless. meaningless. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> and like, you know, this is where it goes bad. Because you put these like technical structures and like new words and shit yeah. on these fucking meaningless platitudes. The blue jewel. Like this is just made for... You're just looking for fucking broken people who just need something to feel good about. Yeah, you matter. Yeah. We love you. Fuck Earth me. loves you. Right. Maybe you don't matter. <laughs> Make yourself you don't matter. matter. Like, you know what? You might not. You probably don't, honestly. In the grand scheme of things, you don't. And I find comfort in that. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's all fine. Matter a little bit for now. Yeah. Not for eternity. Like, not probably not. I don't care. <laughs> so do you want to learn how to shimmer? <laughs> yes. Okay. So how you shimmer is basically you get your spirit to start flickering like a candle in the wind in and out of your physical body. And this flickering gradually increases until your spirit leaves your physical body, goes to your fifth dimensional body. It's similar to astral travel, but they're not the same. And I'm going to tell you how they're not the same. Astral travel involves going fourth dimension. Mm, Shimmering. Okay. You can bypass fourth dimension. Go straight, to, straight to 5D. That flickering thing, that reminds me of something. I don't know what. Something dark because I only read dark shit. Yeah. 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 So shimmering, it involves working with the shape and pulse of the aura. The aura, of course, being that invisible energy field that surrounds and permeates every individual living being you know you can yeah. see it as like a, a manifestation of one's vital energy they're an invisible life force you know whatever yeah um and the teachings of david miller the aura is more or less like composed of a bunch of different layers and it you know it corresponds to your your physical health your your emotional health your mental your spiritual self like your aura is impacted by all of these different things and it can change shape it can change color its borders can change like I mean, its rigidity can change i think there's something to be said for the fact that human beings are like bioelectrical generators yeah we have a you know electromagnetic field yeah me neither i think there's also like i think it can just be like an electric <clears throat> An electric field. And I also think that electric fields are probably like weirder than we think they are. Right. Um, I got no, no problem with that. Yeah. It's okay. So it's got like colors. It vibrates. Yeah. It's impacted by your health and your thoughts yeah. and your emotions. It also has a pulse. And shimmering has to do with your aura's pulse. Okay. And you can think of the pulse of your aura based on the outline of the aura. If you imagine it as having like, you know, a little thick outline. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, 
the aura's pulse might sound like this. You might notice it's a little bit slow, but in shimmering, we want to speed up the pulsing. This comes from this comes from the book. Okay. And now we we increase in speed again. And at a, at a certain point of increase in speed, you begin to shimmer. Yeah. Now, why does this happen? This happens because when the aura reaches a certain frequency or vibration, lower entities can't remain attached to it. It's, it's going too fast. Yeah. It's going too fucking fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That means that um, all the lower thoughts, any sort of like viruses, entity attachments, they just let go. They shoot right off you. Anything that was attached to you goes away. So now it's like doing a reset on your computer. Just like reboots your aura. Or like, you know, you put clothes in the washing machine, you spin it real fast. Right. Yeah. So like get all that dirt off. Shake all the grime off. Yeah. Yeah. Gets anything that you didn't want there to like go away. It's, it's, It's like a rock tumbler. Yes. Now- once the spiritual pulse hits a certain level, then a, a cue is given, most often by David, saying, shimmer now. <laughs> yeah. Then yeah. you're going to transport into your fifth dimensional body, which will be located at something called the Arcturian Crystal Lake. Sure. Call whatever you want, David. <laughs> it's a way to send him there for sure, though. Yeah. Piece oh. of shit. <laughs> Arcturian Crystal Lake. Also, isn't like Crystal Lake just makes me think of... um fucking horror movie i can't yeah 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 yeah. friday the 13th right yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) arcturian crystal lake there's some fucked up horror movie with aliens waiting to happen there but this is a location in the fifth dimension specifically maintained for individuals to visit spiritually through shimmering and the lake itself contains a large, powerful crystal submerged in water that uh, it, it helps to moderate the intense energy of the crystal. All, all the water around it, like, soaks up its energy. Um, because if there wasn't that water there, you would just faint and die. If, if you, in the fifth dimension. Yeah, if, if you, like, got its full whammy of energy. <clears throat> so he's just hypnotizing people. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, he likens visiting the Crystal Lake to entering a dream state. Yeah. So just like you can, like, take a nap during the day or go to sleep and go somewhere else. Sure. You can also access this place, too. It's the fifth dimension at Crystal Lake. You can go there whenever you want, really, provided that you learn the special technique to do so. Mm. In other words, the lake is kind of like a spiritual, like, retreat. Where you can go and interact with your fifth dimensional self. And you can think of this place as almost like if you're dreaming, you go to a lower realm, like your subconscious. When you go to this place, you're almost going to like your an upper realm. You're supposed to think sure. of it as like you're going upwards yeah. in consciousness. If dreaming is chthonic. This is celestial. Something right. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like your aura is pulsing like crazy. You're shimmering. You're here on the crystal lake. You're cross-legged in a yoga position, floating on the water. You're absorbing light and energy, whatever. You spend some time there absorbing that sweet, sweet 5D energy. And eventually you shimmy back on down to your 3D body. And then you might do this, like, go back and forth a few times throughout the process until you're sufficiently filled with um, fifth dimensional light. Yeah. Yeah. 
So you're sufficiently f- full of cream. Yes. Yeah. I'm perfectly happy with my focus 12s through 21s. Thank you very much. That's all I need. It's much better than this. It's the same fucking thing, though. I mean, and that's uh, that's what I'm, I've been thinking about is like, it's just, it's again, it's just the same, the same shit with very real effects. Sequoia, would you, would you care to enlighten us on some other benefits of shimmering besides for just filling yourself up with 5D light? Absolutely. This is according to Giuliano, by the way. Giuliano, huh? Giuliano. I recommend shimmering in the practice of bilocation, thought projection. And I've also recommended shimmering as a way of treating illnesses. Shimmering also has other functions, including helping helping in the protection of one's energy field from negative attacks. We have documented experiences where some of our group of 40 members have have been close to accidents. And right before, at the moment of their accident, the member was able to shimmer and they were protected from injury. Shimmering can also offer protection to you even in the face of such catastrophes as earthquakes or hurricanes. Who needs insurance? Yeah. When you can just shimmer. Yeah, I, I could sell you some insurance too if uh, that's what you're looking for. I'm Giuliano. <laughs> <laughs> now, steps on how to shimmer in a simple, simple four-step process. Okay. Number one. In the first step, you have to shape your aura into the form of a cosmic egg. Okay, sure. That's right. Get that aura into that cosmic egg. Because this is the shape considered most aerodynamic for That's why. travel. Yes. It allows your aura to reach its maximum frequency and go the fastest. Okay. Yeah, the egg shape. It also helps to shield you. Egg X has a shield. Duh. Right, yeah. Step two. Energy downloading. You formed your cosmic egg. Now... Open it above your crown chakra and call upon Arcturian guides, maybe Giuliano, Tomar, maybe Helio (laughs) Ah. Ask them to send down some Arcturian blue light into your open egg. Now. This is just... Okay. Step three. Neutralization. Mm. This step involves neutralizing any negative energy or vibrations that might exist. This is done through the use of a toning sound. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Notated... In the text as, oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this toning sound will neutralize any negative energy attached to your aura. So after you've got your egg, open up that egg. Oh. It's just resonant tuning in the resonant energy balloon. Now you're going to pulse your aura. You're going to get a a dark blue line around your aura and you're going to start pulsing it. Mm. Now, are you ready to shimmer? Yes. No? Yes. Sit back. Mm Mm-hmm. Relax. Okay. Now, I will lead you through the entire exercise of shimmering. You can already hear the waters of the crystal. Begin by taking three deep breaths. Gently, with your mind, tell your energy field to go in the shape of the cosmic egg. It's just great. Open the top of the egg, which is at your crown chakra, and call on me, Juliana, (laughs) and I will appear. I'm beginning to download Arcturian blue light through your crown chakra into your aura. Your aura is filling up now with my beautiful blue Arcturian light. Now listen to this tone. It's pouring a bucket of marinara on my head. This tone will neutralize any lower vibrations, any attachments, 
whether it be from other spirits or whatever source. This tone will neutralize all of the negative energy that might be attached around you. This includes third dimensional energy of lower consciousnesses. All will be neutralized. <laughs> oh! 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 We will now go into silence. While you feel the neutralization of lower energies, whatever they may be, they will fall away. We will now be in silence for three seconds. The neutralization has been successful. The lower energies of whatever source are now falling away from your aura as we are speaking. Become aware of the outer edge of your aura. See that there is a dark blue line around the aura. The line is pulsing. It is beating to a slower rhythm. It is like this. Da. 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 It's Russian now for some reason. <laughs> you now have the ability, through the powers of your mind, to accelerate the pulsing of your aura. Now listen to my toning and match the pulsing of the aura to my toning. Da. 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 Your aura is now vibrating at a speed so fast. This channel cannot even reproduce a tone to keep up with the speed that your aura is vibrating at. And as your aura is vibrating, you will see falling away lower attachments. Lower energies are detaching easily from you. Thoughts of earthly matters, earth concerns in your personal life. Again, we will go into silence for three seconds as you experience the ta-ta-ta-ta-ta high-speed process of your aura. Excellent, your aura is now vibrating at a fast speed. Now the final step is that we are going to begin to shimmer together. Shimmer means that you are going to go so fast that you are flickering in your earth body. Your aura is flickering at such a high speed that it is interacting and even appearing in the fifth dimension. As it appears in the fifth dimension, it absorbs higher frequency light from the fifth dimension. Download and bring that frequency of fifth dimensional light into your aura. With this high speed vibration that you are experiencing, I will say the word shimmer. 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 <laughs> Shimmer. What are we doing here? You are now flickering back and forth between the third and fifth dimension. The very rhythmic speed. Shimmer. Shimmer. <laughs> shimmer. Stop this. The miniature cosmic egg that is shimmering inside your body. You, you got a mini egg inside you, by the way. <laughs> yes, we're learning about that right now. That mini egg is absorbing any negative vibrations or energy stored up in this area of concern. Mini Egg is now sucking up all of the negative energy. It's being absorbed into a duplicate cosmic egg. Ah. <laughs> now, at the count of three, you're gonna reach into your body. You're gonna pull that mini egg out. <laughs> you're gonna put it into the palm of your hand. <laughs> Are you ready? One, two, three, now, beautiful, you have that duplicate cosmic egg with the energy field, that negative energy that you have extracted from your body in the palm of your hand. Now. How many car accidents are we causing right now? <laughs> 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 
Take that mini cosmic egg. Bring it to the very top of your aura. I, Giuliano, <laughs> I am standing right there. I take the egg and I send it off into interdimensional space. Whoosh, whoosh, far away from where you are. That egg is gone. I threw it away. It's deep in space now. It's, it's, been, it's been obliterated into space dust. You're still shimmering. Your body is filled with light. Now, let us go into meditation as you slowly process everything that just happened. <laughs> Congratulations. You have completed the successful purification of your aura. You are ready to enter the fifth dimension. You are ready. You have cleansed yourself. This is Giuliano. Good yeah, day. Yeah, get me out of here. He took our fucking eggs. Goddamn fucking grease ball stole my fucking egg. I, I don't even know I had it. Yeah. Then he took it. Gets off on being withholding. Yeah. He's going to eat them. That's what they're doing up there. They're eating all our cosmic eggs. This could be just an egg farm. <laughs> Fuck. So. Okay. That was fun, wasn't it? Sure. Yes, it was. Also, I was I was literally following what was annotated in parentheses. Like the shim, shimmer. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. spelled like all long and drawn out like that. Jesus. Like, God. Oh. 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 <laughs> Okay. According to the group of 40, in addition to, you know, the 11 fucking planetary, whatever, the crystal tree of life. In addition to that bullshit. Yeah. There are eight ladders of ascension, places that are natural corridors to the, to the fifth dimension, okay. if you will. So these aren't ones that, you know, starseeds had to meditate on and, and implant an etheric crystal. These are just places that are naturally. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. They're a natural okay. corridor. <laughs> One of them is located at Bell Rock in Sedona. Now, according to Giuliano, you don't actually have to go to these locations in order to experience their benefits. Like, if you can't personally be there, you could use thought projection. Sure, yeah. But one woman, a woman named Krista Hauer, who goes by Arcturian Philosopher on YouTube, went there in person to experience the majesty of Bell Rock. Okay. We're going to shift our focus over to her now to discover, like, what happens when people totally fall Fall for this ideology. So this is that hard turn you were talking about. Yes. Now, before we do, I need to get some context. Like, how popular is this, man? How popular is this bullshit? What kind of reach we talk? Low, medium. Low, medium? Low, medium. Is this like... If you're into Arcturian stuff, this is... You know. Okay. This is the stuff for Arcturian? Like if I see someone like- It's a like, big Arcturian source. If, if you're I, like super into like, I'm an Arcturian. If I see someone throwing around the term Arcturian, there's a good chance they know about this. Maybe, maybe, maybe. not. Okay. Okay. Is this something you run into at a New Age bookstore or something you'd have to yeah. run into at- uh, Dolores Cannon, Edgar Casey also talked about Arcturians. Okay. Okay. But this, this shit specifically, am I going to run into this like in the wild or would I need to go to like the Conscious Life Expo? You could run into this in the wild. Okay. I ran into it, like, in the wild. All right. Like, within a 10-mile radius. Probably not. Okay. But then again, maybe. I know some kooky motherfuckers. Yeah, there are some kooky fucks out here. <laughs> so, Sequoia, Krista Hauer, Arcturian philosopher, could you read the description from her YouTube? My name is Krista Elizabeth Hauer. I am an Arcturian starseed with Lyrian lineage. I am Professor Andromeda of Philosophy on Arcturus, as well as a warrior princess upon the Ashtar Command. Tactical arm. 
I use my skills as a powerful physical healer of intense illnesses after nearly dying myself, surviving because I suddenly gained the ability to heal myself. I am a teacher of philosophy, spiritual coach, tarot reader, and light worker. Is she three people? She's a warrior princess and a professor and Krista. Yeah. She's, that's, that's three mother. She does it all. Now my goal is to teach the information I have learned and continue spreading light and love. I specialize firsthand in demonic, reptilian, gray attacks, as well as interdimensional science, working with satanic abuse victims, Arcturian philosophy, and activation techniques. I, myself, was a victim of some forms of satanic programming as a child, and I take the matter very seriously. I specialize in the topics everyone else is afraid to discuss, and always aim to make my videos challenge you towards greater knowledge. May you all be blessed. Okay. Yeah, so she's deep in the shit. Yeah, she's in the shit. She's deep in- All the way down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Now, this individual I'm about to showcase, yeah. she takes a little pilgrimage to Bell Rock. Here's a little clip okay. of her visit. Welcome back to Arcturian Philosophy. That is the top of Majestic Bell Rock in the background there that you see a little peak. And I am seated here some ways up Bell Rock, enough to make you a little bit scared of the proposition of going down, but I'm pretty sure I'll make it. Yeah, uh, Sequoia, she didn't make it. Oh. Do you want to read something else for me, please? Sure. Krista was born in Torrance, California on May 19, 1987, the first child of Brian and Katie Hauer. She was named in honor of Krista McAuliffe, the teacher killed in the 1986 Space Shuttle Challenger accident. Her middle name, Elizabeth, is in honor of her maternal grandmother. Krista was an outstanding student, graduating in 2005 at the top of her class from Valley Christian High School in Dublin, California, and received the Chevron Reach Scholar Award for Academic Excellence. She loved music, playing piano, violin, and singing in the choir. Krista was attending the University of San Francisco, majoring in psychology when she was diagnosed with Lyme disease in 2008. Although Krista lived with chronic pain, she was a fighter always seeking new cures. She loved meeting new people, especially in Sedona, and would befriend everyone. Krista first visited Sedona last May for her 28th birthday and loved its beauty and spirituality, professing she would eventually live in Sedona. She especially loved Bell Rock, where she would go to meditate and pray. On December 21st, Krista climbed Bell Rock and was unable to climb down. While in contact with emergency rescuers and awaiting rescue, she fell from the rock. Krista had a strong personal relationship with Jesus and is now at perfect peace in the presence of our Lord and Savior. Yeah. Talk about a ladder to ascension, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, people fall off mountains. Oh, they people, sure do. People fall off shit. You know what I mean? They sure do. Yeah. Especially when they're spiritually called to them and have absolutely no hiking experience whatsoever. <laughs> Go to a dangerous location. Yeah. Well, hey, hey, it'll happen even if you got experience. You know what I mean? Like, oh, for shit, sure. It happens. For um, sure. So I don't want, I want to be careful about blaming it on the on the spirituality shit right away. You can, you know I'm I mean? not blaming her death on okay. anything. Okay. Like, I don't think that it's right to do that, first of all. Yeah. I don't think that blame needs to be pointed anywhere. But I don't think that it helped. Well, certainly not. I don't think that it helped her. No. I mean, you kind of got to be grounded to deal with nature. Right. As is. And also, like, the comments on her obituary page are really something else, too. But, um... Her obituary, written by her mother, talks about a strong personal relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Kind of sounds like a, a crock of shit because she's all like new agey, whatever. Yeah, but they, they love the Jesus. But it's true. Jesus is her homeboy. Yeah. 
let's listen to Krista explain why she began her YouTube channel. I can do this. Okay. Unless you want to see what she looks like. I, I do, actually. Yeah, because she is our case study of, like, a person that yeah. is into this stuff. I started okay. Arcturian philosophy after emerging from a secret reptilian um, prison, basically a psych ward that was a secret kind of prison. And I had to call upon Christ the entire time. I almost died. But that's why I lived. This is a very serious matter to me. Yeah. So we're listening to a broken woman right now, right? Yeah. yeah. Like she's talking about how when institutionalized, she had to call on Jesus to help get her through it. Which, yeah, that, that checks out. Sure. Sad lonely yeah like and this is the video where she's talking about why she started this youtube channel is like you know so was, was she, she actually institutionalized oh yeah okay i'm positive that she was but this channel is like her outlet right this is her chance to be a warrior a professor a princess yeah you know all of these things that she wants to be and possibly could have become in a different, like, had things gone a different way. It's not that she wasn't a smart woman. It's not that she wasn't a capable woman, but something went wrong. And that something that went wrong is that she was in chronic pain. Yeah. She, so she had Lyme disease? Yeah. Okay. Lyme disease can fuck with your head. It absolutely can. Lyme disease can really fuck with your head. Yeah. I wanted to touch on the part of the obituary where chronic pain yeah. is brought up because that's true. She seemed to struggle with that it's both physically and mentally. It's chronic pain and Lyme disease itself um, attacks you, can attack your brain. I mean, it causes yep. palsies and stuff, which is a very uh, obvious manifestation of it attacking the brain. But yeah, so it can, it can, um, it can drive you crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's really no good. Plus, we really don't know enough about Krista's background to say what else she might have been dealing with. Of I'm, course. I yeah. don't know. It seems like her mom's really fucking into Jesus. So maybe a little dash of religious trauma on there. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Just read in between the lines. In any case... She was a woman in pain. Yeah. And she was disillusioned by traditional treatment options for her pain. Okay. And for the resulting dependency that she developed to pain medication. I, okay. I've watched a lot of her YouTube channel. Yeah. I came across her long before I did this episode. Yeah, yeah. I remember you talking, you, you telling me about this woman. And I mean, like, you know, I don't blame her for maybe seeking alternative paths of treatment. When you've been living with chronic pain for a long time and it doesn't seem like it's getting any better and you're just like, I, I can see that affecting a person deeply. I mean, plus, doctors are probably the ones who prescribed her the pain meds that she got addicted certainly. to. I mean, maybe initially at first anyway. I'm certain of it. So how is yeah. she going to go back to them for for help? She's already explored that route of pain management. It hasn't done enough. Now she's addicted. So she turned to alternative healing, eventually turns to Ibogaine. To quit opiates? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Which, um, you know, it's another shortcut to access 5D if you're too lazy to shimmer and you have $10,000 to spare. Ibogaine's some shit, dude. Yeah. It's some shit. It can work. It often doesn't. It's a really intense psychedelic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But of course, like addiction is really hard to treat. I began... Oftentimes people go back to their addiction after six months, but it can short term get people off. The long term effectiveness is like 
like 10%, which I think is, is pretty good. Yeah, I, I remember I've, I've read some stats and uh, studies about using Ibogaine to treat addiction and it definitely shows promise. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely, like, I can understand how a psychedelic could do that. I mean, mushrooms are also good at that, but like, right. apparently the this is a really intense psychedelic that it, it's not legal here. Right. So people have to pay big money to go to these places, these foreign treatment centers. And of course, these are people who are desperate right. for healing. Like these are people who legitimately want to stop being addicted. Otherwise they wouldn't be traveling to a foreign country and like dropping 10 G's on, you know, an experimental treatment. Um, and you know I mean, what? Do you know, do it though. Like, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, do it if you can afford to, but a lot of them go back to their addiction. And also a lot of people have died because of course, again, you know, this is sort of an experimental thing and we're yeah. dealing with drugs. We're dealing with addicts who are detoxing and that can be dangerous. So there's, you know, the normal dangers and risks involved there too. Yeah. While not able to magically cure addiction, it does have a lot of interesting properties that make it suitable for this type of medical experimentation. Yeah. I mean, look, that's if I, you know, fucking fucked up all my bones and uh, I was susceptible to opiates and I got prescribed a bunch of them and I liked them a bunch, which I fucking... I fucking hate opiates. I've been prescribed them before and I just, it's just not, it's not enjoyable. But if I was susceptible, like many fucking people are and people I know who have been prescribed opiates and then end up just doing heroin and shit. And, right. uh, you know. It makes me wonder, was, that, she, was she like this before she did Ibogaine though? I'm going to say pro like. Like probably like, yeah, you definitely have risk factors. You're not just going to like turn schizophrenic after being exposed right. to psychedelics overnight. Yeah. Psychedelics don't, they, it'll, they'll only, you know, uncover latent uh, shit that, you know, might not have come out otherwise, but like, it's not like an invents. But what I was going to say is that like, if I accidentally got addicted to opiates, I'd definitely go do some fucking Ibogaine and, you know, exercise the demons. But I'm not sure everyone should, should without experience, no. you know? Yeah. You kind of do need a guide into into psychedelics, and yeah, at first go into it. That's not really your your thing. I don't know. <laughs> I could see it being kind of dangerous, actually. Right. Yeah. So when I was researching ibogaine, I learned that you know it's used traditionally in um, spiritual and healing ceremonies by indigenous peoples in West Central Africa. Yeah. Particularly in Gabon, where it's used in Bawiti religious rituals. In Gabon. Iboga is viewed as a sacred medicine, a teacher plant, held so sacred that on June 6, 2000, the Council of Ministers of the Republic of Gabon declared the plant a national treasure. And I think somewhere along the line, someone realized that the ancient traditions of the Buidi would make a great tourist attraction because there's now lots and lots of clinics and retreats where you can call toll-free to set up your traditional Misako Buidi ceremony to get you off of drugs, Westerner. <laughs> God bless him. Do you, I won't derail it right now, but do you know the whole thing about Hunter, Hunter Thompson and Ibogaine? No. He fucking, he wrote this fucking, when he was doing political reporting, under the headline, Big Ed Exposed as Ibogaine Addict in 1972, in the April chapter of the serialized work from uh, Fear and Loathing on the Campaign Trail, 
Thompson claimed that, Mus <coughs> that Muskie was addicted to a hallucinogenic drug called Ibogaine. The prank was intended in part to test the gullibility of his fellow members of the press, who apparently proved susceptible to running with the false story. In the work, Thompson colorfully described the effect of the drug on Muskie. Quote, Given the known effects of Ibogaine, Muskie's brain was almost paralyzed by hallucinations. He looked out at the crowd and saw Gila monsters instead of people. And so Thompson just like, just did this fucking insane man on drugs right, you know, account of how this political candidate was just on Ibogaine all the fucking time in this really like over the top exaggerated Hunter Thompson ass way. And, yeah. and other reporters just kind of fucking ran with it and no one had ever heard of Ibogaine before, but they knew that Ed Muskie was an Ibogaine addict and he just was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Speaking of addiction, I think he, yeah, that was like one of the first, that's where I knew Ibogaine from. Word. Yeah. Yeah. So Ibogaine has been found to interrupt addiction. Yeah. To substances like opioids, alcohol, cocaine, because it's believed to be able to reset the brain's addiction-related neural pathways mm -hmm. and help patients manage withdrawal symptoms and cravings. It also induces a psychedelic state thought to help users understand and reevaluate their behavior and motivations, like a kind of reset button. It allows for a fresh start. Yeah. Kind of like shimmering. Kind of like shimmering. Kind of, I mean, like <laughs> a lot like other psychedelics as well. Yeah. But it seems to have that. like more of a targeted mm -hmm. effect. Now, there's this American named Howard Lotsoff, mm. generally credited with discovering Ibogaine's potential for treating drug addiction. In 1962, Lotsoff, who was a heroin addict at the time, took Ibogaine and found that he was no longer experiencing withdrawal symptoms or cravings. This prompted him to do further research and eventually advocate for Ibogaine as a treatment for addiction. But development was hampered by its legal status, classified as a Schedule I drug, indicating a high potential for abuse and no currently accepted medical use. But that being said, there are lots of Ibogaine clinics in places where it is legal, like Mexico, South Africa, and New Zealand. Now back to uh, Krista, our Arcturian princess. She attended a South African Global Ibogaine Therapy Alliance conference in May 2014, where she prepared a presentation about problems that Ibogaine providers experience with patients who deal with chronic pain, how it's important that these patients be treated with compassion, not, you know, just as addicts. Mm -hmm. She also wanted to bring up some other concerns she had about how certain production methods were unsafe, that workers should be provided with, uh, you know, respiratory and eye protection when they're handling, you know, psychoactive substances. Well, yeah, I don't know what they like the extraction method is and shit. I don't know either. But, you know, she said that she was speaking from firsthand knowledge as a former pain medication addict who had attended these clinics herself. But she felt like the organizers of this conference weren't treating her with compassion at all. She claims that in 2010, once the founder of the Global Ibogaine Therapy Alliance passed away, Howard Lotsoff, so did the empathy of the organization. First, at this conference, one of the directors, a woman named Claire Wilkinson, wouldn't allow Krista to ask a question after another person's presentation. Then, they wouldn't allow her to do her own presentation, a spot that she had paid for and that had been guaranteed to her in advance. Here's her speaking about the experiences she had at that conference, a video she recorded uh, just over a week before she died. And, um, you what know, what was her degree in? It's a good question. Wasn't it uh, majoring in psychology? Yeah, she was. So, OK, so she was attending the University of San Francisco, majoring in psychology. 
So like she she um she might be well prepared to deal with Ibogaine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like maybe not like constitutionally or like yeah. Lyme disease or whatever, because like the two things together might be a little much. But she definitely seems like you know intelligent enough to like have a presentation that she wants to give and to give a shit about. Right. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't say she's like someone who shouldn't have. No. You know what I mean? It's also interesting because at the point where she's like talking about these experiences, it's hard to know what is a memory distortion and confabulation that she's adding on now versus what actually took place. But for whatever reason, I fully I I fully believe her that they didn't let her ask a question at this queue. Do we know we'll if let her tell the story? Was she into the Arcturian shit at this point yet? Do we know that? I don't know. Okay. What is this? Tw- uh, this is 2010, so probably not. Probably not, I'm going to say. Yeah, let me see when her first video was posted. Eight years ago, so. So she was like, okay, if this is 2010, she was like 23. Probably had to drop out of her getting her degree. Always had been dealing with Lyme disease and then fucking opiates for probably a couple years. Yeah. And, but she's trying to, for lack of a better term, be somebody at this point, still trying to like give presentations and like ask questions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, first, I attended the conference the first day. A very intriguing speaker spoke, particularly about his treatment of cocaine addiction, and I was fascinated by his approach and very intrigued by it. And I had an excellent question for him. He even commented about how good the question was, how he was so happy that I asked it. But as soon as the microphone was passed to me and I began to ask the question, Claire cut the mic. Then the person in charge of bringing the microphone around tried to take the microphone away from me. And I looked at them, confused, saying, but, but, I, 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 and then they began to say to me, why are you trying to keep the microphone? Why are you trying to keep the microphone? And I thought, okay, Jedi mind tricks going on here. I'll give you the microphone back, but you will not silence my voice. Jesus. And you don't even know what I was going to ask. Do you? Probably the most intelligent question that could have been asked. Oh, God. Let her keep going. Okay. And so, finally, at the very end, I simply... I just raised my hand and waved it up and down so that the speaker would notice. This girl has a question. I just made myself the most obvious thing there, sitting there in the audience. And finally, I got to ask my question about uh, the ways in which he would handle cocaine addiction and his approach, things of that nature. And he commended me for my question. He thought it was an excellent question. And I believe that was the last question of his presentation because I had to basically kick and scream, you know, mentally by waving my hands all over the air to, okay. get, to get my question. I'm, uh, I was reading the, uh, the description of the video as well. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Please. What? Anything that stands out? Uh, the whole fucking thing is insane. This is my sending of love and some explanations to these people who appearing to be serving the New World Order. They are Ibogaine figureheads and leaders in the field, and like me, I would bet a billion dollars right on the spot that either Lucifer, demons, reptilians, greys, the military, or other nefarious forces attacked them like they attacked me, and either convinced them to go along with the NWO or forced them to go along with it all, since Ibogaine is a deprogramming weapon. And then it even gets crazier. 
For someone who can't slash won't talk to me or may never talk to me again, thanks from the bottom of my heart for all their material I personally used or yelled while laughing hysterically and delirious, hooked up to shocks each time the military has abducted me to try and pro to try to program alters and failed. Bummer, dude, D-0-0-D, and then parentheses, the fucking flying purple foam ampersands, man. I swear, they are coming. Yeah. Yeah, so she's really mad at, oh. at the organizers of this conference and yeah. at, like, the Ibogaine um, community in general. Let's hear her talk about what happened when the day of her presentation came and they told her she could no longer do it. Okay. And then maybe we'll uncover some of the reasons why afterwards, why they might have cut her off. Oh, Oh no, in 2010, that's when the Howard Lotsoff died. This is the conference in 2014. 2010. He died in 2010. He died in 2010, but up, up earlier it says Krista Arturian Princess attended South African Global Ibogaine Therapy Alliance Conference in May 2014. Is that the one she's talking about here? Yes. Okay, so that was Yeah, he's dead. Yeah. Yeah, he died in 2010. So that's like 4 years. So she's 27 at this point. And yes, probably into it, into the Arcturian shit and yeah. acting insane. Yeah, she's yeah. On, on the cusp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause uh, this video, if it was eight years ago, it'd be like 2015. Right. Yeah. So, and this is her attending a conference after she had already attended a clinic beforehand. Yeah, it seems like she was really into the whole, yeah, into the thing. Right. Yeah. She got really into Ibig. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's different. Yeah. <laughs> than using it as they getting really into Ibogaine is a different beast entirely. <sighs> well, I think she was hoping for um, relief from her addiction and like it didn't happen and she maybe was... Maybe it did happen, but she just like started loving Ibogaine. Yeah. Because like people get lost in psychedelic holes too. Like that is a thing, mm -hmm. you know? Basically, she started acting really loopy to the point where the organizers didn't believe her that she was sober. Yeah. You know? They they basically were like, listen, Krista, we don't think that you have been able to manage without strong pain medication. Right, right. And also we're questioning your professionalism. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, let's let her tell us about the day of her presentation. So when the day came for my presentation, Jonathan came up to me and said, oh, well, we'd like to do your presentation uh, at, at the uh, clinic. And... I simply saw immediately through what he was saying that it was bullshit. And I didn't give him an answer immediately. I said, let, let, let me think about this for a moment. Five minutes later, I went up to him and I said, no, I paid $100 for this spot. It will be at this time exactly as we planned. Then guess what he said? Oh, well, I just announced lunch. Sorry. And then they claimed they then Claire Wilkins and Jonathan Dickinson came right up to me and said, It's not your decision in that tone. After that, Anwar Jiwa, who owns a clinic called Minds Alive in Durban, South Africa, he instructed his employees to lock me in a room. I realized what was going on in the middle of it and I simply grabbed my purse and ran. Uh, I had to grab my purse and run. South Africa is incredibly corrupt. And it seems like a lot of the, what we would call leaders of the IBM community are highly corrupt. Why stop my presentation? 
Why? Was it because after I returned back home, I refused to sell my soul to Lucifer like you did? Because these words are more than a simple flow, it's a spell, a curse, and wouldn't you know that I too am a witch and my magic grows. You didn't think I knew about that. Oh. Okay, Chris. You know. Oh my god. I know powerful people now. Oh my I'll say god. it again. I know some very powerful people now. It doesn't matter that none of you will talk to me. It doesn't matter. I won't explain why it doesn't matter. But I will say that I wish you my unconditional love despite what happened to me yeah. in South Africa. My glasses were also Wow. Her glasses were also teleported. <laughs> <laughs> so she's all pissed off at the Ibogaine community because Clearly. Yeah, they they don't let her do her presentation. And she's like, Well, guess what? You guys are corrupt. You're non inclusive. And also you're monopolizing the iboga tree. And that's not cool. That's a sacred plant. And she she doesn't like being um iced out. Obviously. Obviously she doesn't. She probably already feels like enough of, you know, an outsider. Well, she's also bashed insane. Exactly. She's I was reading some of the comments. Boy. I'm tired of you guys either lying your asses off or not analyzing this deep enough. Okay? It's so obvious that she is alive. <laughs> It's also what very easy fuck? to see as she is supposedly telling factual stories. It is so funny to watch how she is describing her stories and she just makes it up as she goes along. I mean, that's how she is in most of her videos. That's first and she supposedly had like at least four entities she was channeling and that and that were protecting her 24-7, right? So how in the hell did they let her die on a date she mentions a lot? LOL. And the report is even funnier. She called at 3.30. Funny number, ain't it? They can't get to her until 6. Are you for real? And they finally talked to her at 5.30. She is fine. But come six, just a half hour later, she fell. That's some funny ass shit. She had some great info, but it's info a lot of people are realizing and also sharing. And that's like one of like three comments from this person. Wow. That person's losing it too. Oh yeah. There's... It's like an infection. It's they like got a virus. Her. They got her. I'm not always able to articulate with words my experiences and my hypotheses regarding gang stalking, the targeted individual mind control slash human enslavement program. Which is why music is my preferred me method of expression. Please visit my channel. <laughs> all, all of my electronic music is written with the express purpose of documenting the targeted individual. Then there's a lot of RIPs, a lot of never hike alone. If you become stranded, stay put. So like a lot of good advice. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of hiking advice. Yeah. Um, right. So, oh. yeah, I loved her little poem there. Her little curse? Yeah, her little yeah. curse. Yeah, a little witch curse. Um, because, you know, she's being targeted by them now. Right. And through her own admission, Claire Wilkinson does track former patients after they leave the clinic um, to see how well they do. Okay. How she does that and how extensively, I'm uncertain, but she does admit to keeping tabs on former clients to yeah. see if, if they're still using. Since 1991, there have been 19 deaths at Ibogaine clinics, and three of the deaths have occurred at Wilkins Tijuana Clinic. Hmm. And two of those patients had cocaine in their system. Okay. A third had a pre-existing heart condition. She says now she's more selective about her clients and requires them to undergo a drug test. Like, duh. And I have to wonder, like, was she worried that Krista was going to ask a question referencing the link between Ibogaine therapy and 
like deaths of patients who had cocaine in their system. I, I don't know. Or is it just because she's crazy? I think it's just because she's crazy based yeah. on the timeline. Yeah, I think she was probably just making a fool of herself. Yeah. Yeah. No, like I also think that there's probably like if you're running operations of like um, powerful hallucinogenic treatments uh, to foreign like that are super expensive in foreign countries and shit. Like you're probably not the best person. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's some shady ass fucking business practices and shit. She seems nice enough. Like she's yeah? a former okay. addict herself. All right, word. Sarah I mean, Wilkins person. Like okay, then she was probably just Krista was probably just making a goddamn fool of herself. Right, and it's like listen. They probably deal with a lot every day. Yeah. You know, you can't set everything aside to ensure the wellness of one loose cannon. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's it's odd that she said she had already paid for her spot to speak at a conference. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's odd. Do you normally right. pay to speak at... Yeah, I don't know about... I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, Maybe the ghost of Howard Lotsoff knows something because he showed up to Krista at the conference. Okay, she was batshit crazy. There was a friend of some people there. His name was Bilal. He was uh, not from South Africa, I believe Zimbabwe. And he was down visiting. And he began to make advances towards me. I began to fall for him. When we began to go towards the bed with still clothes on, as I went closer to him, Howard Lotsoff himself literally came into that room. It's not the extended master I was expecting. He has HIV. Get out now. <laughs> and a force shoved me sideways. Thank away you, from Ghost him. of Howard Lotsoff. Then I suddenly got up and I said, "Wait. What? What section? What? What diseases do you have? Do you have HIV?" He responded, "What kind of question is that? I learned in South Africa that you don't talk about having HIV, which is stupid." Because then you simply spread it more. In the U.S., we're far, we're far better about this. It's normal. We're educated to ask our partners what diseases they have so that we can protect ourselves and prevent the spread of the disease. But okay. But okay. that's not quite as advanced as this. But basically, so- he could not deny it. And then Howard said, before he left, Howard said he does not just have HIV he has full-blown AIDS. Look at him. He looks extremely, extremely sick. <laughs> okay. I like that her conscience takes on the form of Howard Lotsoff because, of course, you know, she's at an Ibogaine conference and she, like, thinks highly of him or whatever. Because probably, you know, he died in 2010. She's like, that's when the empathy of, of, the, of the Alliance died. Right. Like, I imagine that four years prior might have been a more stable, sane time for her, too. So, like, he almost represents, like, this um, this time of hope because when she entered the Ibogaine clinic, she probably thought and hoped that this was the end of her addiction. It wasn't. It was just the beginning of a new fucking crazy chapter, you know? So now it's like the ghost of Howard Lotsoff is there as her conscious being like, don't sleep with this random man. Yeah, right. Like... I mean, like... She's she, she said She said all that in a real Fuck. weird way. Oh, she sure did. But um, it's, it's for sure it's something like probably be wary about. Yeah. She also 
there there was some other behavior at the conference that might have might explain some other things too. And I will explain the incident where I smashed a glass in front of Malcolm's in front of Malcolm's door and screamed, "Give me a cigarette!" <laughs> now I tried to explain to our chemist, you know who he is, she was fucked up. that the entire area was being targeted with electromagnetic low frequency. I am so sensitive that I can feel this on my body. It feels like waves penetrating my body from all directions. If I am in a field of energy where electromagnetic low frequency is being used, this is magnetics. This is this is this is physics. So if you don't not believe me about this, simply study harp, Gwen, and magnetics and brainwave states and how magnetics affect brainwave states, how electromagnetics and low frequencies affect brainwave states. They cause people to fight, to feel angry, to feel depressed, to feel suicidal, to feel heavily agitated, heavily anxious. Any of the above have panic attacks. It causes havoc within the psyche. And I had to attempt to fight against this the entire time that I was in South Africa. Finally, after being abused to such an extreme extent, both by the racism and sexism, of the people I encountered, being lo almost being locked in a room for up to 18 hours, had I been locked in that room with no bathroom, might I add, and having my presentation and my $100 stolen. Not the $100. Having my microphone stopped for literally a quite confusing reason. We haven't established Girl. a pattern. Yeah, so You're it's fucked up. It's the low frequency. Wa yes. Yeah. Well, she's fully in like the Arcturian worlds. And on it's drugs, definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're not smashing glasses, demanding for a cigarette unless you fucked up. Oh, absolutely. Unless you're fucking partying, girl. And then you're like, oh, no, it, it was it was the electromagnetic frequency waves. Yeah. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It's It reminds me so much. And in a way, like, you know, anyone that's been an addict or knows addicts, it's a reversion to childlike behavior sometimes yeah, exactly. where it's like yeah. they'll just lie to your face yeah they know they're lying they know that you know that they're lying yeah <laughs> and yet they're doing it anyway it's like a kid it's like why did you do that and the kid is like i didn't do that and it's like well who did yeah 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 <laughs> i don't know it's like can, can we just confront this you know yeah, that is it is very childlike yeah to be like it wasn't me i don't know it uh did electromagnetic waves i don't have any responsibility yeah. for my behavior at all <laughs> yeah 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 like it's it's all everything else is against me you know yeah well maybe it's just like not so childlike and that's just a way people get yeah yes it's a way know. to cope Ugh. but it's not a good way to cope it's a terrible way to cope it's the worst way to cope it's, it's completely unrespectable yeah. And then the rest of her YouTube channel is like, there's videos of her basically uh, just trolling the parking lot of her apartment complex. Yeah. Um, accusing everyone walking around of like stalking her, you know, and she's clearly in many of these videos. You, you know, the sound of and quality of someone's voice. Yeah. The look in their eyes when you're just like, yeah, you're on something. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, this, like, to Jonathan Dickinson and Claire Wilkins was the last video she posted. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that and, like, Ascended Master stuff. Uh, yeah. Ashtar Command stuff. 
Yeah, I mean, let, let's not lose focus of... She thinks she's three people. One of them's a warrior princess. The other's a Arcturian philosophy professor in 5D. Yeah. Like... And she believes that she grew up in, a, in satanic abuse. Yeah. Like, it's all the hallmarks of somebody that is completely detached from family and friends and has turned to the internet to make them, like, to make sense of why it seems like their reality is a living hell. Yeah. Yeah, and... And also, where is the hope for it? Like, because she sees herself also, she's able to disassociate and see herself as a professor. Like, as this warrior of light who's here to do a wonderful thing and who just wants to help people, but, right. you know, Krista can't do it. Right. Maybe well, Professor Andromeda can. Yeah. I mean, because, like, to like to bring it back to, like, the Artur- Arcturian fucking light school, whatever the hell David's bullshit is. Yeah, the group of 40. The group of 40. And he's written a bunch of books, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you, you look at how, like, and I don't, you know, not to, like... <laughs> I don't fuck it. I'll make fun of the dead. I don't care. She shouldn't have been up on there on that goddamn mountain. No. No. She sh- uh, like uh, uh, she was probably acting like a fucking asshole. She seems really uh, self-centered. Oh yeah. And yeah, like well, we were talking about this before we started the show. The idea of someone who has like specifically in, in the context of talking about addiction and this idea of having that higher concept of self and lower concept of self merged yeah. together and being like detached from reality. And when you can't face the own shame, your own shame about how things actually are, yeah, you can in- inflate your sense of self and, and make it so that, well, I'm targeted. I'm special. Yeah. All of this pain is because I'm I'm a Lyran, like, fucking Arcturian starseed who's here to uplift things and they don't want that. So that makes my addiction meaningful. That makes all of my mistakes meaningful and, and gives purpose to why everything's messed up. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think... Um, <laughs> oh, it's, but you're right. I, it is, it's like a self-centeredness. Well, and again, it's kind of childish. I don't want to like... There's, there's... It's not just addicts to go into that no. mode, right? And a lot of addicts don't necessarily. But like, that that's like a manifestation of a... I mean, and she could have just gotten damaged by Lyme disease, like, also, right? Or maybe she's naturally an asshole. I don't know. I don't know. At this point, she's fucking crazy. She's probably making a fool of herself. And the thing is that, like, all that fucking Group of 40 shit, that Blue Planet documentary and shit, just these worthless platitudes of, like, you matter. You're special. You can do shit just... You can save the fucking world just by thinking about it. And it's very important you do. And it's very important that you show how uh, spiritually intelligent you are and all this shit. Like... One, like a lot of those techniques and shit were lifted right from, you know, the gateway experience, right from like all these other systems of systems that work. I mean, the egg shit, the Taurus shape of energy, like you'll find that throughout all sorts of magical teachings, you find that throughout theosophy, you find that through the golden dawn shit, you find it fucking everywhere, right? Like, it's just, it's kind of like, that is how, whether you believe the technique works or whatever, that's the technique across all disciplines, right? Mm -hmm. All various things. And then you get like... This fucking buck tooth beaver tooth piece of shit who just slaps his own words on it, on these things, these own terms, and opens people up to a fucking hyper energized sense of imagination and and Which is inner like world. a drug in its own sense. It very much is, and that's like again, that's like with the magic shit. Like that's why you you don't just open people up to that because like it is essentially psychosis. That's essentially the, you know, for lack of a better term, energies that you're letting in. It's psychosis. Mm-hmm. 
and what you want to do is like be able to have a very rich inner life and have all these grand adventures, but like keep it fucking contained and also grounded somewhat. Fucking yeah, ground grounded is grounded is the yeah. is the is the word. Like that, it's super important that like you you know you can make yourself into all these characters. Have fun with it. It's a good time. Right. But like, you gotta be careful. You gotta be fucking careful. And it, that's why it's so fucking irresponsible for these fucking assholes. And then to fill like the things you're thinking about with like these worthless fucking platitudes, right? Like, because like, instead of like thinking about like a Zen Cohen or something, right? You're just thinking, I matter, I matter, you know, all this. Right. Well, it's like, uh, you know, Krista basically, her, her life, she, what happened? Black you know, hole. She, she spent, fell into a fucking hole. Yeah, she fell into a black hole because she spent like the last 10 years of it being somebody else and like disassociating because, you know, the alternative was more appealing. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. And of, of course it is at a certain point, you know, if you're in a lot of pain. Yeah. It makes sense why people like want to ascend. Yeah, it's just it's it's there's better options, though. Yeah, well, it's a, it's dark. Yeah, it's really like dark. a dark vortex that yeah. sucks people into it. Yeah, and I don't under—I don't really understand. Well, because the real shit's harder. It's not as fluffy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it makes it so that, like, I don't know, so much of life takes place in this imaginary realm, and you get a sense of accomplishment and achievement over having not actually really done anything. It's plastic. It's like I put my city in a basket. Oh, yeah, we yeah. live in the city of light now. Like, what did you... Oh, I, yeah, I mean, you went on a walk. Was, That's was good. Even, Maybe it, you met up with some friends. That's a wonderful thing. But, like... You didn't do shit. Yeah. And, like, even going like going back to just, like, the fucking... Oh, the native peoples and their connection to the earth and lived in harmony, all that fucking horseshit. And also just the idea of, like, the earth as this loving wonderful being that wants to hold and protect you no it doesn't it wants to eat you it wants to fucking eat you that's what that's what the earth wants to do it's what it does to all life yeah that's what the earth does that's what fucking life does it wants to kill you it will love you as it kills but it's going to eat you you know? yeah and it did right like she yeah. went to go commune with fucking nature in this dangerous spot and fucking fell yeah. side of a mountain who'd have thunk it right i <laughs> mean know? she even says in the video yeah, like it's it's up high enough to make you nervous, but I think I'll make it. Yeah, I mean I've fucked around in some dangerous ass cliffs before. It's not, don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like it's 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 a it's just sad because like these people they they think they're getting connected with the universe with the earth and shit, but in actuality it's disconnecting further and further and further. Mm-hmm. They're not actually getting their fucking hands dirty. They're just getting wrapped up in, in feel good fucking fantasies. Like, I don't know. King of Pentacles. Um, well, I was initially thinking of the, like the same thing as like uh, David Jacobs, like the idea of like, I didn't realize how hard we were going to go into, uh, into Chris's story um, because I was thinking that it was going to end up being like a David Jacobs thing. Like, oh, the gardener, you know, with his little perfect plants doesn't care about how much damage he's doing to them psych- psychologically or not allowing them to become fully individuated. You know, yeah. Uh, I think the King of Pentacles is also he's the one sitting in, in the garden, in the perfect. He's it's. Mm, I mean, maybe it's what I was just say. That's like the op. Maybe that's like what. That's the energy that that Krista could have done with more of, of the the patient. You know, I absolutely um, agree with that. 
she could have been more of a gardener, more of a <clears throat> more focused on the actual life around her. Earthly you know, matters. Yeah. And maybe all these people could be more focused on actual earthly matters rather than the imaginary plastic version of. Right. Rather than channeling these beings and, you know. Yeah. Getting more and more, more information, more information. Like we don't need more information. We need more action. Like there's, or just we know enough. We don't need to channel more fucking alien beings. Like it's whatever they've said. They've said it a hundred times through another person channeling a different alien being. Yeah, like, you know, enough already. We need fucking. <laughs> we need less information and less action too. We need more non-action. Yeah. We need, we need more of that fucking Wu Wei shit, dog. Yeah. Uh, acting without like a painting. Yeah, like, do just, like, it's right here. It's literally right here. Yes. This is, this is it. Like, whatever it is, it's this, it's this. I don't know. Stop trying to, there's nothing to figure out. No, there isn't. There's nothing I realized that the out. other day. I mean, I didn't realize it the other day, but I was thinking about how oftentimes throughout my life, I've felt almost like I was waiting for my real life to start. Yes. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Um, like, there was going to come a time when I... I was like, okay, this is it. Life has begun now. Aha. Like, I've entered the next level. No. This is life. Yeah. Life is going to the grocery store. Yeah. Life is yeah, yeah, yeah. making coffee in the morning. Yeah. Life is all the stupid shit. That is what it is. Make the most of it. Yes. No, uh, dude, I've been thinking about that exact, exact, I've been on that same trip. Yeah. Like, because I, like, I, because I spent like, you know, most of 2022 and into 2023, like in that exact headspace, like waiting for the next thing waiting for you know with cody being gone and dog and all the all the shit right all mm-hmm. the all the bullshit yeah i was i was in that headspace and i've been like getting out of it and just thinking more about that yeah this this is the it's life. very king it's, of pentacles yeah. yeah 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 and uh yeah is is this stuff just like pathological uh running from that truth that fact i mean I don't know. I, I hate trying to like truly analyze these people because there's a lot more to the story that I don't. Right. And, and it's also like, you know, this is another example of of a thing we keep hammering on because it's important to keep hammering on it. I mean, um, I feel like at the heart of these people like David Miller, Krista Hauer. Sure. I don't think they're bad people. You know, I'm some, not some of them are. Yeah. I'm not willing to say that. I think that their intentions like, I think that they truly do wish that the things that they were talking about could, like, come true, like global healing, whatever. Like, I'm I'm sure that there is an aspect of them that truly does seek for that. But, but it's through, like, a, a pretty narcissistic lens. Yeah. Yeah. Because if we're real with ourselves, you know what? I don't care about saving the Earth. That's not what I'm here to do. I'm not here to uplift the planet's consciousness. Yeah, no, I'm not here that. to, like help humanity i'm not here to like forge a bond between humanity and mother earth to help a, like the human race ascend. i don't give a fuck about it. that is <laughs> yes, not like life that. is too short i'm here to be a human for fuck's sake yes you know you know it's not what you're here to do to even try is just you know it's a very like you said it's kind of a narcissistic endeavor to think that you're gonna what yeah you know save I mean, the world with your meditation please you can save yourself. Start there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I love to front, like, with the, you know, the bullshit hero story, right? But, like, Dad, what, doing your part to save the fucking world is, like, dude, it's not this. It's not that grand. Don't, no. Don't, and it, you know what? You don't want it to be that grand either. Mm-mm. You really don't. Like, maybe they don't they don't read enough good books. Yeah. In all the bad books, <clears throat> works out great for the hero. 
mm-hmm. all the best books, it doesn't work out that great for the year. Yeah. <laughs> I do love that we pulled something from the pentacle suit, hmm. you know, because Earth. That's what Absolutely. That's what's missing. It's just like a grounded element. Yeah. You know? And then on the flip side, it's like the danger of that also is don't try to become king of the Earth. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, yeah, it's not being totally... Rest- <laughs> God damn it. They think being in... Har- they think they can achieve harmony with the earth when in fact all they have to do is just be in harmony with things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. (laughs) You don't have to force it. You don't have to like meditate with 40 other people at a certain time every month. Yeah. 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 Like just do the best to be the best. That's so out of heart, out of harmony with the natural rhythms of the fucking planet. Right. (laughs) That's hilarious. I didn't even, (laughs) that's so fucking funny. That's the least, like that's the most like mechanized fucking systematized bullshit when in reality what you're talking about is like fucking bunch of green fungus that's just all fucking slithering around and being all like it's chaos my dudes what are you doing yeah 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 (sighs) you gotta be you gotta be a fucking goofy Taoist about things man yeah it's just ah just it just is why did you go fucking crazy and launch yourself off a cliff honestly yeah and also like you know there's anything to be said for Krista's stories about the conference. It's like, damn, girl. Yeah. Yeah, learn to let shit go. Yeah. You know, if if a conference screws you over and those people don't let you speak, you know, fuck them. But let yeah. it go. Or have the self-awareness to realize you're hammered. Yeah. If you're throwing glasses on the ground and screaming for cigarettes, you're fucking hammered. Right? Yeah. It's a real lack of... Self-aware responsibility. Yeah. Responsibility. Individual agency and sovereignty. Yeah. Well, I think that this type of stuff attracts people who are maybe like prone to that type of thinking. Of course. And they're also the ones worried about the NWO and New World Order. And I bet they yell about sovereignty and shit all the the fucking time. Yeah. That they think they're the most freest people that's ever been. They have no fucking idea what that means. Uh. And that they know the actual truth, which is really like the kicker. If if you think that you know the truth... That you've got a handle on the truth, you're going in the wrong direction. If you think it has anything to do with Arcturians, you're fucked. <laughs> the Arcturians fucked. gave me, Giuliano gave me the truth. Fucking, I forgot about him. Goddamn for Giuliano. Goddamn Giuliano. Just like He's imagine, behind it all. He's just Saint Germain. And I'm just doubly fucking. Just Saint Germain wearing a fake mustache. I'm doubly insulted because of my, my native heritage and my Italian heritage. <laughs> and, you know. Well, that does her. Yeah. I'm going to go do some Ibogaine. <laughs> Sounds kind of fun. I don't know. I don't even know how you do it. Got to go to South Africa. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. If you like what we do, you can get access to our bonus series on our Discord server for just $5 a month at patreon.com slash the nonsense bazaar. And you can also give us a rating and review. And that'd be like, that'd be sick. I'd appreciate it. Yeah. And follow us all the shit. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Go hiking, but prepare. And shimmer. (laughs) Shimmer. Shimmer.